Hey there, and welcome to a brand new start. I'm your host, Sheridan Hare, and I'm the Ontario High School Specialist Student Recruitment Officer at Nipissing University. Joining me each episode will be a different member of the Nipissing University student community, sharing what life as an NU Laker is really like. Our guest on this episode is Sarah Marinelli. Sarah is the Mature and Transfer Specialist Student Recruitment Officer here at Nipissing University. She's those students' biggest advocate and their biggest cheerleader. Sarah has a unique and extensive background in education. She bounced between college and university from 2008 through to 2016 and received a diploma and two degrees during that time focused on marketing and fine arts. This makes her the perfect person to chat through your educational journey and goals with and that is why she's such a valued member of our team. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) How's it going? It's going well. Uh, It's sunny out and I'm wearing a cute outfit, so I really can't complain. And it's the first week of school, so students are back on campus. Mm -hmm. I'm, especially after the pandemic, it it feels a little bit weird, but also super exciting. (laughs) Like the school feels alive again for the first time in so long. There's actually cars in the parking lot, people in the calf, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So will you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your role at Nipissing? Yeah, for sure. So uh, in my role at Nipissing, I work closely with mature and transfer students to help them navigate the application and admission process. I'm one of the student recruitment officers who works with Sheridan and the rest of the team, uh, but I'm specifically focused on those mature and transfer students. So that can be anything from transferring from university, a different university, Uh, That could be you took a gap between high school, however many years it was. It could be you went to college first. It could be you did any number of things. But basically working with students who didn't come right from high school who are interested in one of our undergraduate programs. Sounds super cool. I love it. I I was a transfer (laughs) student myself back in the day, too. So I definitely understand how stressful and overwhelming the whole process can be. So I really like to make it as easy and smooth as possible as I can for folks. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your educational journey? How, how did you go from high school to working in recruitment? Yeah, for sure. So I always think it's really funny, um, especially in my first few years in this job. I did a lot of the high school presentations. Um, and back when I was in high school, I'll be honest, I maybe was not the best student. Um, I, uh, those presentations that I spend so much time giving now, I used to go to them to skip class, get out of class. Um, <laughs> I definitely wasn't what you would have thought of as like a traditional university-bound student at that time. Uh, So after high school, I went to college and then university and then back to college. And then I took some time off and I worked in Toronto in the ad agency. I realized that uh, commuting and the hustle and bustle of the city wasn't really my jam. So I ended up switching back to school, taking another degree, which was fine arts, which truthfully is what I should have taken all along, but I didn't want to pursue my passion because everyone says it's not a practical degree. But anyways, I circled back, took the fine arts degree, and I had such a good time at university. Eventually, after all of this time feeling like I wasn't smart enough or good enough to go, that I I really like making it possible for people or letting them know that it's possible for them to fulfill those goals and those dreams. That is awesome. I love to hear that. So your fine arts degree, that was from Nipissing? Yeah, yeah. So I studied fine arts at Nipissing. I, I really, really loved it. Um, and I always keep talking back to high school and how like I didn't have the traditional high school journey. And I didn't have the traditional art school student journey either. I took drama classes in high school instead of art classes. And so I wasn't really confident in my abilities. 
uh, I think whenever I talk to art students, I always I always bring this up and they always can relate to it that like it really sucks when you have this great idea and you feel like you don't have the technical ability to do that idea justice. And so one of the main reasons I ended up pursuing fine arts at Nipissing and transferring from other schools where I had been pursuing kind of similar stuff in the past as electives um, is because the profs really took the time to meet me where I was at and help me build those skills to articulate those like cool ideas onto paper or canvas or in a big sculpture or whatever it ended up being. Wow, I really like the way that you describe that. I think that can be kind of applied to any program where you come in with no knowledge at all and our professors really, like you said, meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. One of my one of my favorite things about studying university, especially when I compare it to my experience in college, which was awesome. It was really great. But one of my favorite things about university and especially Nipissing is that you have the opportunity to really focus on what's interesting to you. Mm -hmm. So even though I was a fine arts student, uh, I definitely took computer science classes because I wanted to learn how to code. You better believe I took the serial killers and mass murderers class because that stuff <laughs> is just fascinating. And I was able to really pursue all of these interests of mine while still focusing on my like fine arts degree and really tailoring that learning to being exactly what I want it to be. And that's not just fine arts students. I, I talk to students all the time who feel like they're streamlined into studying business all the time because they're a business student. And I just want them to know that like if you have a goal, if you've always thought your whole life like, heck, I want to minor in French at university, like you can do that. Or if you've always been curious about gender equality and social justice, you can definitely pick up classes from that department. I always think like students get so hung up on when they're looking for classes to pick the ones from their mm -hmm. department from the list. And I always encourage them to kind of think outside the box because this is your chance where you really get to explore those interests. Yeah, I definitely did that in my first couple of years. I, I graduated from the criminal justice program and I took almost exclusively criminal justice classes. And then in my third year, I finally started picking up electives and I realized definitely what I had been missing out on. What was what was your favorite class? Like your favorite elective, non-criminal oh, justice? Oh, uh, religion, which I ended up minoring in. And I, I took one class as a, my humanities credit and then I ended up taking so many and it was one of my favorite disciplines to study, I guess. Mm -hmm, that's super cool. Yeah. So how did you go from studying fine arts at Nipissing to working in recruitment at Nipissing? Mm -hmm. So uh, one of my good friends from when I was in my very first year in university, a, mi a million years ago, I won't even reveal what year <laughs> it was because it will let people know how old I am. Um, so one of my good friends from all the way back in my first year actually worked in recruitment at Nipissing. And so I was aware of the job when I was in my final year. He let me know about it, uh, but I'd always been kind of interested and I had volunteered with the recruitment team previous to that. I'd done a couple open houses and worked on a couple call campaigns. And so when my friend John uh, let me know that they had uh, this like opening and opportunity, I, I immediately like put it in a job application. Uh, then I, I was working with uh, SDS actually planning new student orientation when I found out that I got this role and I really kind of never looked back since then. After learning about Sarah's educational journey, I wanted to know more about what the unique pathways to being a mature and transfer student might look like and what advice she'd have for them. Something that's kind of unique about the journey for mature and transfer students is that they're not always starting school in September. And so I think people get confused about dates and deadlines and things like that. And that's why I always tell students to please reach out and ask questions because it, it would really suck to want to start school in September only to find out that the deadline to the program you want to apply to passed a couple of months ago. 
And so I always say, like, reach out ahead of time. Um, there are definitely possibilities to study starting in January, starting in May, and starting in September, too, of course. Something else that mature and transfer students often like to consider is um, course load, because you might be working, you might have kids, you whatever, whatever the reason is, school might not be able to be your number one priority when you're studying with us. And so I always encourage students to think about course load. And so Nipissing allows you to apply as a part-time student, which means you can register in anywhere from one to two classes per semester. But if students are comfortable, I, I usually encourage them to register as a full-time student because it just gives them the most flexibility. That way they can register in anywhere from one to five classes per semester. So say if your like, life load gets a bit lighter, um, you don't have quite as many projects at work, you're able to devote a bit more time to this in your personal life. That way you can pick up more classes and you can work towards your degree a bit more quickly. Because uh, that's always the thing is the less classes you take per semester, the longer it's going to take to get to that degree before you're able to create uh, meet those degree requirements. After hearing Sarah explain what the mature or transfer student journey can look like, I wanted to know how this advice could be applied to a high school student. I think sometimes when people are in high school, they're so focused on what that next step of the journey is going to be. And they think like if they're not going to university right away, that they might never go. Or I think sometimes students forget that they're lifelong learners. And there's always a possibility that even if you go to university right after high school and you never think you're going to be a transfer student or a mature student, that five or 10 years later, you end up wanting to change career paths or upgrade your credentials and you end up coming back and becoming a mature student. What is your favorite part of being a student recruitment officer? Oh, wow. Um, well, first of all, I love my job. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, even when I'm answering the millionth email of the day, it's, <laughs> it's still exciting because that means that there are people out there that are like thinking about Nipissing and thinking about education. And, and I know the courage it takes folks to reach out, that first initial reach out. So I really love when I get the chance to get to know students who are coming from a little bit more of a complicated background, or maybe they had some personal issues and they've had to take a break from school. I really love getting a chance to know these people and hear their stories and what their dreams are and, and help them be able to make those dreams a reality. Um, for a lot of people, they either had to stop in the middle of their degree for personal reasons or... Uh, like high school was really rough for them, so they never wanted to pursue further education. And so it's it's awesome to get to meet these folks who have had really similar journeys to me in a lot of times and let them know that like it's possible. Like if I can do it, for sure anyone on the planet can do it. I swear, like I promise anyone, if I can navigate post-secondary studies, anyone can do it. Um, and just to make it easier for people and help them build confidence is awesome. You can definitely tell how much you care about all of the students that you come into contact with, and, and that sounds really good. I, uh, no, I really, I really love it, and I, I, the reason I ended up loving university was because of going to Nipissing. It was because of all the profs who kind of took a chance on me, this, like, I don't know, weird vegetarian <laughs> punk kid from the GTA who had, like, never really studied art before and never really studied business before, and... Um, a lot of profs, like I can think of like specific names and specific faces who were both still teaching here and have retired, who um, definitely made the journey worthwhile for me. Uh, and I, I get so excited to think about the experience that students are about to have. It's, it's mm -hmm. really exciting. Like they have no idea what they're in for and it's going to be <laughs> awesome. That leads right into my next question about who your favorite professors are. 
I've got a couple of favorite professors, both from back when I was a student and from my time as a staff member now. It's, it's cool to get to know people that I didn't know when I was a student now. Uh, and it's also cool to get to know people in a different light than I did when I was a student. So my favorite prof at Nipissing, hands down, is Andrew Ackerman. Um, he's the reason that I took the BFA program. He really went out on a limb and believed in me when I was like kind of this bad attitude kid who handed an assignment in late. He, he really saw that I had this like passion for art and he encouraged me to pursue the fine arts program. Um, outside of that, I had, uh, John Natto as a business prof in, uh, consumer behavior. And one thing I'll never forget was him dressed up like Superman on Halloween. He was wearing like a business suit and the glasses with like the Superman shirt underneath. And now that I've become uh, a staff member, I spend a lot of time, uh, working with the computer science program, the math program, uh, and like representing those at different fairs. So I've really gotten close to, um, Murat Tankali. He's amazing. He's hilarious. He's the, the sweetest sold prof and he's <laughs> going to teach you like math and computer science in a way that's going to blow your mind and it'll make sense. But that's definitely what you need for math and computer science. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I struggled with math for sure when I was in high school. I think lots of students struggle with math. But um, when you get to university, it's a little bit different. And it's like the question that students have the whole time when you're in high school is like, when am I ever going to use this? Mm -hmm. Like, when am I ever going to need to know that like Johnny has five <laughs> apples and Susie has six apples? Uh, but but the math you learn at university is is all about answering those like why am I learning this type of questions mm -hmm. and like what is the application of this math process and stuff. So um, I definitely didn't give math enough attention and time of day when I was in high school. And so it's been really cool to meet profs like Marat who have made math be not so scary to me and um, to, to see the value of it in like literally everyday life. Do you have any favorite classes that you remember taking that that were at the top of your list that you tell even an art student or not an art student to take? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, my favorite art class by far, uh, I don't know if they're the same classes now, but my favorite art class and the one I had the most fun in was a sculpture class for sure. I loved getting to use like power tools and learn how to use like a welding torch and like <laughs> all of these things that I never thought you got to learn in university. Uh, the class I definitely learned the most in, in fine arts, was life drawing um, because I was always really sensitive about my drawing skills and I was just forced to sit there for four hours and draw in front of other people and I really, really developed like great skills in that class. Outside of that, I would say most of my other favorite classes that I kind of took as electives and stuff are hubbed in the gender equality and social justice department. They have all kinds of really neat topics. I, I took a class on reality TV uh, and like the politics of difference. So it's all about how like representations of characters on reality TV kind of echo broader societal stereotypes. Uh, I took a class all about uh, like power and justice. Um, those were the classes where definitely I felt like they verbalized ideas that you kind of have floating around in your brain and they just blow your mind and you you never forget them. Definitely and I've taken a couple of gender classes when I was a student as well and I really they were like exactly what you said they blow your mind bring up topics you never even could put into words before. Mm -hmm, for sure. Is there a piece of advice that you would like to offer to high school students who are looking at applying to university um, whether that's Nipissing or another institution? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the number one piece of advice that I can give students is to read everything thoroughly. Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions if something that you read isn't clear. Uh, that was definitely something that I was not very good at when I was a student. So this is going to be one of those do as I say, not as I did type <laughs> of advice pieces. Um, it was just read everything thoroughly. And as soon as you get it too, if you leave things till the last minute and then suddenly you find out there's a couple extra steps that you need to take before you're able to complete a task or submit a document, you run into issues with them being late or things like that. And if COVID and working through COVID has taught me anything, it is that you, you can't really plan for anything. So leaving things to the last minute isn't always the best. If you can avoid it, of course, um, life happens. But it's to read everything thoroughly, uh, ask questions, don't leave things till the last minute. And, and everyone you're going to be talking to about university is so beyond friendly at Nipissing and at the other schools too. Um, don't be afraid to ask them questions because you might think it's a dumb question, but if it helps you make a decision about university, it, there's no such thing as a dumb question. I've been doing this for a few years now and I've been asked lots of weird questions like <laughs> I can concede to that questions that I never thought I would be asked like about stabling horses on campus uh, archery ranges uh, mm. can I bring my chicken to residence <laughs> uh, but I've also been asked things like does the Tim Hortons on campus have iced coffee uh, and as a like a coffee addict if not getting your iced coffee every day before class <laughs> is going to like make or break your university experience it's not a, a dumb question so just ask people. Don't feel stupid about it. I think that's a really good advice. And uh, I definitely had a moment where that advice kind of came in handy when I got my acknowledgement package and it told me that I needed to accept my offer. And it was something that I put off and I, I didn't read it. And then it was like a couple of weeks before and I was like, oh, no, still haven't done that. So, yeah, reading thoroughly is, is an excellent piece of advice for sure. And definitely ask lots of questions because we're all here to help and we all uh, have the answers, or if we don't, we'll find them for you. Um, what is a day in your in the life of Sarah, the mature and transfer specialist, like? Oh gosh! So I I wake up every morning um, <laughs> to my dog having to go outside. <laughs> that's, that's without a doubt every morning. Um, a six thirty seven, sometime around there. If I if I'm lazy the night before and I take her out kind of early because I want to get in bed a little early. <laughs> She's going to bug me even earlier than that. Um, then I take her out. I may obviously make coffee because like I like I've mentioned earlier, coffee is life for me. Um, and then I I usually go to work, answer emails. Um, I'm one of those weird people who work out on my lunch, uh, mostly just because I know that if I leave it till the end of the day, it's it's not going to happen. Uh, then after work, I usually like to go home, obviously walk my dog again, because she usually has to go out again by this point in time. Uh, and then I'm a vegetarian. I have been for, oh gosh, probably close to 20 years now. And I really love cooking. So I cook lots of food, um, watch some Netflix, and then get in bed. Pretty, pretty basic stuff. <laughs> what is your favorite part of like a day when you would be coming to work? Oh, gosh. My favorite part about coming to work, honestly, is so this is kind of a long winded story. And I think it explains a lot about what makes Nipissing awesome is that when I was a student in fine arts, I used to be working in the monastery, which is the fine arts building. I used to be working in that building until sometimes like 10, 11 o'clock at night, finishing an assignment that I needed, like the facilities, um, like the sculpture studio or the printmaking facilities or whatever to complete. 
Um, and one of the facilities workers, Trish, would come by like <laughs> at least two or three times every week. I'd run into her all the time and she would always say hi to me, ask me about my assignments, have a chat. Um, and then when I moved on to main campus really to start working in this job, somehow through some weird nipissing coincidence, Trish started working um, on main campus too and doing like the facilities work on main campus and still like to this day she always says hi to me she's the first person who said hi to me when I came to campus when I came back after like COVID and the pandemic she remembers my name she remembers like that I studied fine arts we have I remember about her kids like so it's it's just you meet people and have connections that you don't think you're gonna have when you go to university and I think that's one of the reasons that Nipissing really sticks in people's minds after they graduate and, and why so many former Nipissing students end up wanting to work at the university after they graduate too, because it sounds super cheesy, but like it really is a big family and everyone does look out for each other and does care about each other. Just like Trish, who still asks me every time she sees me about if I'm doing art. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's my favorite part about working at Nipissing or coming to work. It's It's those connections and seeing those people. I love that story, and I think that definitely represents Nipissing well. And I have a similar story with a professor who uh, I took his class, and to this day, when we walk down the hallway, if he sees me, he'll always stop me, ask me how I'm doing, want to know what's going on. And, uh, like, that was – I graduated two or three years ago now and uh, haven't, like, keep stayed in touch with him at all. But if he sees me in the hallway, he will stop me and, and just check in, and I think that that is – just so unique to Nipissing, and I love that for sure. When would a student come into contact with you, or when could they reach out? Students can reach out to me at any point in time, uh, at any point in time in their journey. If they're even thinking about a transfer down the line, it's, it's often helpful to reach out right out of the gate. So if you're someone who's in high school and who knows that your journey is going to be college and then university, if you want to reach out right away uh, to find out what you might need to do during college to make sure that you're able to complete that transfer afterwards, I'm totally happy to have that conversation. Uh, if students really don't know where to start, I'm happy to have that conversation. If you're someone that's already submitted an application and you're like, Sarah, what do I need to do next? Like, I'm happy to have that conversation. Basically, my job is to help people navigate the application and admission process. Uh, I think of it like being your high school guidance counselor, but you're not in high school anymore, basically. <laughs> That's definitely a good point. And, and if someone thinks that they're going to transfer to reach out early, just because you can walk them through it and hopefully make it as seamless as possible. I've seen you do some of those mad, magical things behind the scenes and uh, definitely pays to reach out early. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's helpful to know. Uh, I always think like, and I tell students this all the time too, is if you know that university is going to be part of the picture and you're not there yet, um, to research backwards. I say the same things to, to students looking at graduate school. You want to make sure that the college program you're pursuing or the extra uh, like adult education you're doing or the night school classes you're picking up, you're going to want to make sure that those are going to help you get into the university program that you want. Um, it, it, it's not like a no, you can't get in if your average isn't there when you're in your final year of college, but it just might be the journey might not look quite like what you were initially picturing. And if you reach out ahead of time, we can navigate all of those complicated things before you get there. But if students are kind of in that stuck spot, that's also what I'm here for too, is to help them bridge that gap between what they need from where they are now to what they'll need to get into Nipissing. Uh, because admission requirements don't 
exist to keep people out. Like there's always a way to do work to meet them. They exist to make sure that when you get in the program, you're able to be successful. Like, I think it would be kind of crummy of the school to take people's money if they knew that they like weren't going to be successful in a program, right? But if you have your biology class, then your biology degree is going to build on that knowledge that you already have. And you're not going to be sitting there in your first class of the year, your first year of university, just like panicked, screaming internally, thinking (laughs) you can't handle it. But if you pick up that prereq, you'll be like, oh, yes, totally. I know what like the water cycle is or life cycles. Clearly, I'm not a science student. Um, Like what habitats are and that kind of stuff. That makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, I look forward to another recruitment cycle with you. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. (laughs) That's it for this episode of A Brand New Start. Thank you to our guest, Sarah Marinelli, for joining us today. A huge thank you to our producer, Chris Bakarski, as well as Sarah Taylor, the Associate Registrar of Recruitment, who makes this podcast possible. Stay in touch with us. Do you have questions about how you can become a Nipissing student? You can send us an email at nuinfo at nipissingu.ca, or you can follow us on Instagram to see all of the fun stuff we're doing, at recruitment. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate us and review us or tell a friend about the show. Until next time, I'm Sheridan Hare, and thank you so much for listening to A Brand New Start.